Welcome back to Koei's Questions. We are all guilty of stereotyping from time to time. Stereotypes don't have to always be a bad thing. They come from somewhere, right? Instead of trying to look past the stereotypes, maybe some good can come from embracing them and the individual cultures each state has. After all, it is a big country, and so there are bound to be some differences. So with your help, we want to spend this season investigating and answering one of Courtney's most in-depth questions. Which state? has the coolest stereotype in America. We're leaving New Mexico this week and headed up to New Hampshire. We have Christina with us today. She hosts Diary of a Nation, and you can find that wherever you're listening to the podcast now. She's been a resident of New Hampshire for 20 years, and we're so excited to have you here to talk with us today. Hi, Courtney and Jay. How are you? We're good. How are you? (laughs) Great. You like how I just answer for you, Jay? Like, he's good whether he likes it or not. Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the dynamic we have here. So when we do our research for each state, we ask people for basic questions. The first thing they think of when it comes to that state, the most com- what they think is the most common food in that state, the most common job, and what most people do for fun. And those are always crazy answers on those last two. And before we get to answer all those, I want to hear what your most common stereotype for New Hampshire is. Mm, I think we're a very well-kept secret, but... I think people assume we wear flannel, which we do, wear L.L. Bean boots, which we do, drive a truck with a snowplow, which we do, but only six months of the year, and we always have a cup of Dunkin' Donuts in our hand, because that's our religion up here, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. You have six months of snow? Well, I wish <laughs> we did, but it has gotten a lot warmer in the last couple of decades since I've been up here and I'm a meteorologist by trade. That's my day job. And I really see that things are warming. I mean, the ticks are a lot worse too. And that's another function of climate change, but yeah, I wish we had six months of snow. I'd say more like four or so, but that's what I do all winter. I go up in the mountains and ski. That's that sounds fun. Cool. That is the coolest sounding day cool. job ever too. Well, it's a very small industry. I mean, certainly people see meteorologists on TV, but there aren't really that many of us across the country, quite frankly. Really? So we're sort of hidden. Yeah, but what we do is I manage the weather station at the airport in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we send out the hourly observations. So anyone from an air traffic controller to a pilot to a TV meteorologist to even a hobbyist can just go on the internet and look up the weather for my location. And then it helps them forecast weather at any point where they are, because you need to know what's happening around you or upstream from you to be able to put together a good forecast. That's so cool. Or land planes. That's so yeah, they can just wing it. <laughs> and that's why you don't fly planes, Jay. Oh, so, one day, maybe. The flannel and the bean boots. I'm, I'm into it. I have it. both. Are I'm, you insulting me? No, I'm <laughs> into it. I have both. I have blue flannel, and I have the classic LL Bean boots. They were made in Maine. They're I mean, awesome. What shoes too. are made in America anymore? Yeah, I'm a big fan of bean boots. Mine have the flannel inside them, so they're nice and toasty warm. 
Oh, that's cute. But I know when we talked to Vermont, Jay was a big fan of flannel. Um, do you have? Yes, do you have I do have flannel bikinis up there. <laughs> I couldn't find that on that website they gave us. No, mine looks like the sailor outfit. You know, it's like blue bottom and then a blue and white striped bikini top. Oh, okay, so you know CJ. the sailor style. Trying to that's my bikini. <laughs> but I've had two children. And I'm 53, so. Okay. Well, Jay was specifically looking for the flannel bikinis in our Vermont episode. Well, but I, I am working on my abs because I'm a big road cyclist and okay. I need to keep my core strong. And I am so sore from Pilates yesterday, so don't make me laugh too much. <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing when we talk to Vermont, they said that they thought they were for, a forgotten state. New Mexico also said that, but we had people actually tell us when we looked into it that they think New Hampshire is a forgotten state. I like it to stay that way. Like I said, we're a well-kept secret. We don't want all y'all up here. <laughs> I love it. You did it perfect with the all y'all. Keep us flatlanders down here, right? <laughs> well, I am from Oklahoma, so it's a little hard to get that entirely out of my system. <laughs> But what's super annoying up here, not having grown up here, is that people can't say they're ours, the ones who come from Massachusetts up here. We call them mass holes, mm -hmm. but not because of the R. <laughs> we call them that because of the way they drive. Absolutely. Oh, ju just their driving skills? I feel yes, like a lot more. Yes, they drive like shit. <laughs> and actually, I'm a better driver than I used to be because I drive in blizzards. Because I have to work, shift work at the airport, so we don't close because it snows. We have to work the snowstorm. I can drive in ice storms now. I can drive in the big city. I'm really good in Boston and New York City. I can drive over frost heaves, which is when the road buckles in the winter. And I can dodge deer and turkey because I see them like almost every day. That actually sounds kind of nice. Do you have to dodge moose, though? I saw one once, and it was in my little town. We only have like 11,000 people here, and there are plenty of stores and homes, so you don't expect to see moose. But I saw a moose walking across one of our main roads in town, and he must have been the size, the height of my garage door. He was just massive. I'd yeah. never seen an animal that big, and I love zoos, but no, I've never seen one that big. And everyone here not only has a moose story, but they also have a bear story. Don't have bears, seen, too? Yeah, black bears. I saw one for the first time last summer here at my house in the backyard. Because when people leave out their bird feeders, I guess bears can smell really well. And so he was coming up into our yard every afternoon for a little while. And then one afternoon when I was at home early, I saw him in the backyard and I got a little bit of video of him. And he was pretty much tame, but, you know, they got big claws, so it's not entirely safe to be around them. And you don't really want to put them in harm's way either, because you don't want to attract them into a neighborhood, and then they might attack someone, and then they have to get hurt or put down. That's like the worst outcome of all. So we try to keep our bird feed in in the warmer months. Huh. That is like a problem I never even thought about having, honestly. 
Well, it's a good problem to have because we're also one of the safest states in the nation. So I'd rather have all the animals, like real animals, not people animals. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> not the mass holes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful state. We've got a ton of trees. We have mountains. I go, like I said, skiing all winter long. We have what's called the 48 4,000 footers. So that's every mountain that is above 4,000 feet. So people create challenges and they climb all 48. And I haven't done that. I've climbed a few. And I started at Mount Washington, which is the highest peak in the Northeast. And that's one of the only mountains I've even climbed up here in New England. But that's also cool, too, because they've got this really steep cog railway. And I think it's the steepest rail line in the world, if I'm not mistaken, because the grade is about 25%. Anyway, you can go to the top on that cog railway, or you can hike up to the top, or you can even drive because there's a road. And one other thing that's super cool is there's a road race where you run up to the top of Mount Washington and it's just super fierce. I mean, I haven't done it, but I've watched video people do it. And people come from all around the world to do that. To run up the mountain. Yeah. Like run. Yeah. That sounds fun. But like toward the top, I think they are more like crawling. You know how like you see people in the desert <laughs> who haven't had food or water mm -hmm. for a month? <laughs> That's what they look like. Right that, when they're going to finish. That would be me about 12 steps <laughs> in. But Let's train for it. You'll be all right. I used to run. I, I don't anymore. I eat like snacks too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ride my bike a lot and I ski a lot so I can eat all the Doritos I want. <laughs> it's all about balance, right? That's true. Yes. <laughs> so I eat to live. <laughs> I, I just eat. I don't know about to live, but I eat. Um, but one of the things that people said, and this is a specific direct quote, they said that people in New Hampshire would rather worship squirrels than fit in with everyone else. Do you know? Oh that yeah, means? that means yes. Oh, why? Yeah. Why are you worship, worshiping squirrels? I can't say that worshiping. Because we love animals. Because it's a very rural, forested state, and squirrels are everywhere. Okay, so it's just no, I never heard that. Of an appreciation, not like an actual. I think that person hasn't been here. <laughs> I want to see a shrine, a, a little tiny <laughs> squirrel shrine. I hate squirrels because they mess up your yard. I think it's the chipmunks who dig the holes in my yard, though, and dig up all the tulips and other bulbs. So they're even worse. But squirrels, like, oh, I know what it is now. A few years ago, we had, like, a ton of squirrels that were just dying all over the roadways. I forgot what the reason was, but there was an overpopulation of them. I guess they had a lot of sex, like, a few months before that. And so they were everywhere. And people couldn't avoid hitting them because they were everywhere. So I would see them dead all over the place. And it was so weird. And I think that must have been two three years ago so that's probably what people were thinking whoever said that okay sometimes i get answers like that and i'm like is this real or is one of my friends messing with me to make me say this <laughs> no it's real so keep asking me questions but i'll look it up on the internet while we're talking <laughs> i love it so another thing people said is that y'all hate taxes up there no taxes 
So you we don't pay have taxes. sales tax, correct? No, no. no you have no. state income tax as well? No, no. No, just no. Just none. You're like, forget We don't this. like that. I'm into it. I like it. We do pay oh. high property taxes, though. So oh. like a $300,000 house, the property tax will be about $6,000 in my town. But again, you know, there's no tax when you buy something from Amazon, no tax when you go to the local store. Um, there is tax on prepared food, like you get that roaster chicken at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You have to pay tax on that because someone else made it. You have okay. to pay tax at a restaurant. But no. That's the New Hampshire advantage. Okay. Hmm. I mean, That's like, like a political hot potato. <laughs> no one can say they want to raise taxes and get elected here. <laughs> right? Or I'm institute, not really sure how rather. they can do that anywhere and get elected, but they do. Well, they can't even mention sales or income tax. Really, it, it's, it's just a non-starter. Yeah. But that's another thing about New Hampshire is that we're the first in the nation presidential primary. So we get every single candidate coming through most of our towns. Like I can go to the diner and sit next to the candidate or sit next to my friend and the candidate's just right there at the podium. Like I could touch him or her. Hmm. It's just so intimate. And I could have them in my house for a house party if I donated probably some money to the um, political party. They might allow me to do that. A presidential but, house party? Yes. I mean, they are so accessible. Like in 2020, I saw, you know, your mayor, Pete Buttigieg from Indiana. I saw Andrew Yang, Amy Klobuchar, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Marianne Williamson. And then back in 2016, I saw Donald Trump. So, yeah, I mean, you can get out there and see anyone you want. You can ask them your own questions. It's not like there are thousands of people between you and the candidate. It's super cool in that way. That is pretty cool. I knew it was like that in Iowa. I didn't realize it was like that in New Hampshire as well. Yeah, very similar. But they have the caucus. We have the primary. Yeah. But yes, people find that they're just as accessible in Iowa as they are here, the candidates. That's pretty cool. Now I'm going to go there just to touch somebody. Jay, I don't want to bail you out for that. Huh? I said, I don't want to bail you out for that. I didn't say I was going to like push them. Still. We are a purple state though. So that's one thing I like about New Hampshire. You have very thoughtful people in terms of how they frame their political arguments. Because I think they take this status very seriously. This first in the nation primary status. But here in southern New Hampshire, where I live, I think it's a healthy mix of Democrats and undeclared voters and Republicans. Hmm. I think I, don't, I think I'm not going to have too many opinions on that, but I think a few more purple states wouldn't be so bad. No, I think it's healthy for a democracy. Absolutely. You know, one party is a check on the balance or power of the other party and a check on its ideology as well. That was a very nice way of saying what I was trying to. <laughs> I'm a little moderate than me. I'm undeclared, so I go either way. Absolutely. So another thing people said is that everybody is growing something in the backyard. Do y'all have a lot of gardens? Is that what they're talking about? 
Is this code for marijuana? I don't know. That's what I was trying to understand. <laughs> well, my backyard has a steep grade and we've planted big trees over the last 20 years. So it's basically forested and I can't really use it. Backyards. I would say, you know, people like gardening here just as much as they do any other place. But we have a shorter growing season because it's colder here for longer. But you know what? It's not Idaho. It was New Hampshire who had the first potato patch in the country. We win. And I don't know why the PR is so backwards on that subject. Actually, I can tell you that. Um, we already interviewed Idaho, and I interviewed the president and CEO of the Idaho Potato Commission. And he has spent the last 18 years just marketing like crazy and he just loves the potato. And that's why the PR is like that, because he's just out there marketing everything. And he will make you fall in love with potatoes, for real. I didn't know that, but that makes perfect sense. I mean, if you say it, people believe it. Mm-hmm. And they have that Idaho Potato Hotel, too. Like, No. Cool. What's yeah. that? It, they took the old, you know how they had that Idaho Potato truck that used to be in the commercials? Mm. I didn't I know either before I talked mobile. to them. Think Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, but replace the hot dog with a potato. Yeah. And they took the potato when they put a new potato on the truck. They took the old one and turned it into an Airbnb. Oh, that's cool. So it's like this whole little potato hotel thing. And they just, he just really loves promoting potatoes. Well, there's a million ways to make them. Mm-hmm. And if you're Canadian, you do poutine. You know what that is? It is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Gravy. Mm -hmm. Jay, you, you didn't know what that was before, did you? Uh, I think, if I remember right, it got brought up with Vermont and also because of poutine and how you can find it in every Canadian restaurant ever. And apparently the Northeast is Canada light. Well, yeah, we border Canada. Like, I can drive to... <laughs> Montreal or Quebec City, and I have, which is super awesome. That is pretty cool. I've only been to Vancouver, so I've been yeah, on the other side nice. of Canada, but I want to be up on that side too as well. I want to visit there. Oh, you got to spend some time up here just driving around. What's so nice is that the states are so close together and they aren't that big, so you can be in another state in just a matter of hours. But coming from, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, bigger states, you can go from sun up to sun down and still be in the same damn state. Absolutely. Especially yeah. in Texas. I was about to bring up Texas. <laughs> My brother's down there, but we don't have to talk about Texas tonight. <laughs> so New Hampshire night. They get their own episode, right? <laughs> yeah. They'd have them all if they had it their way, I'm sure. So we talked about driving. So I think this is a good segue into another stereotype you guys have. Live free and die happy. Live free or die is the actual motto. And yeah, you know, I think we have a very fierce libertarian streak. I mean, we're home to what's known as the Free State Project, which is a political migration movement that encouraged libertarians to move here and spread their ideology. So we take that to heart and, you know, we're very resourceful, too. I would say that about people from New Hampshire, especially the ones who've been here for generations. But, you know, we don't make adults wear motorcycle helmets. It's part of the live free or die 
That is one thing that I, if I'm on a bike, I'm full face helmet. My head, my face is too pretty to be on the road. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I would never ride my bicycle without one either. Yeah. Or I would never ski without one. But, you know, we do it's take our independence very seriously. Right. I I love that there's the choice, but I will always be covering my little face on a bike. <laughs> I just, I did not know that New Hampshire was like a libertarian stronghold. Well, it depends where you go. I think it's fairly mixed here in the South. Up North, they're more conservative and much more rural and in some ways hurting more economically. So that can shift the politics. But it's a wide mix depending on where you are in the state. Hmm. I know it's still weird for me to hear anyone talk about the Northeast and conservative Republican type sets like in the South. Okay, I kind of expect it. Well, we're a different kind of conservative up here. I mean, I mainly vote for Democrats, but I've voted for Republicans in the past. The conservative up here, the Republican up here, is typically more socially liberal and maybe a little less fiscally conservative. I grew up in Oklahoma, so I understand that other type of conservative, that religious conservative, and that's not so much what we have up here, though. I like that. It sounds like your your red and blue are very Purple. closer together as opposed to a lot of places where they seem polar opposites. Yeah, that might not be a bad characterization. And certainly, I think Massachusetts is more liberal on whole than New Hampshire. But there have been some really good, moderate Republicans in that state who have won office who I respect. So I think it just depends on where you are in New England. I've always kind of thought that everybody in the Northeast was really like grumpy, <laughs> lack of a better word. But the I'm more not... I talk to people, I feel like Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine is a little more relaxed. And the rest of the grumpy is kind of more the New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts area. Well, what I will say is... I see a divide in terms of northern states and southern states because having grown up in the Midwest, people there are friendly from the outset when they don't even know you. Mm -hmm. Up here, people are just as friendly, but not in the beginning. They need to know you first. They think it's a little odd to just be saying hi to strangers who they have had zero relationship with before. So it's just a different way of relating to people, but they're just as kind in the end. Okay. So I'd get in trouble up there at the beginning. Yeah, I think people are a little off-put or a little suspicious might be the better word. When you're so overly friendly and you don't know someone, like you want to be all chatty or you want to go right up and give them a hug, those kind of things, people here are a little more standoffish about that. They question your motives, I think. Oh, well, I'm not going to give strangers hugs, but I might wave and say good morning. <laughs> I have. Well, certainly, you know, we're not a monolith. Our people here, at least in southern New Hampshire, we have a ton of transplants like myself. People who've come up from Massachusetts, perhaps, to get a cheaper home. Or even in the last year, I mean, home sales, the prices have gone way up. I've heard of several 
homes here in town going for $50,000 over asking price. So there's a lot of inward migration from outside areas. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of other states are dealing with that too in some sections of their states, but we definitely are here in Southern New Hampshire. We absolutely, absolutely are here too. I just bought a house in January and I was right there on the end of like asking price and now 40,000 over asking. Oh man. So, so I you got, got the lucky. lower? Yeah, I got it like asking price and that was already like... I was I wanted to offer lower, but I'd lost out on a couple houses. So I was like, all right, I'll give them asking price for this one. And I got it. But now my same neighborhood, people are paying like 40, 50,000 over. And I think that's crazy. It Ugh. is crazy. crazy. But there's also like killer interest rates right now, too. I think that's part of it. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I'm not really I, in the market for that. But yeah, that's great. <laughs> Mine was like two something percent I got half a percent better than my grandma did when she bought her first house in like the 40s (laughs) she is old (laughs) just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I don't like you because I know she likes to listen (laughs) you're gonna be in so much trouble (laughs) (laughs) you can't find me (laughs) maybe you can because I have an unusual last name (laughs) But another thing somebody said was the first thing that they think of is that New Hampshire is basically Vermont, but upside down. No, Vermont (laughs) is New Hampshire upside down. Jesus. (laughs) Get it right, right? (sighs) People. (laughs) And do you have a lot of covered bridges? Because a lot of people said covered bridges as well. We do have some. Vermont has more. I'll give them that. (laughs) But they are gorgeous especially when it's snowing. (laughs) Ooh, I bet they would be really pretty with the snow on them. Everything's pretty in the snow, except dog pee. (laughs) And car tracks. Yeah, I, when it's like snowing, it's pretty. When it stops snowing and it's just the yuck on the side of the road, that's when I'm just, it's cold, I don't like it, I'm out. I love it when it snows and it hangs in the pine trees and it just looks like a flocked Christmas tree. It's just absolutely gorgeous till the wind starts blowing or it falls out. Okay. I want to try to pronounce this. What? My last name? No, no. The Kank? Kankamagus. Highway? That was just one I, of the first things that said, people think yeah, of. Yeah, K-A-N-C. No context. Oh, it's probably that highway. So it's an absolutely gorgeous highway. It's the main highway people take when they come here for leaf peeping season in mid-October. Ah. I love that you call it leaf peeping season. That's what they told me to call it. It just sounds so fun. (laughs) Well, it sounds a little creepy, though, if you think about it. Yes, yes. it, it. Yeah. Like they're intruding on our land. And looking in our windows? <laughs> Look at the leaves and go. <laughs> Peepers. Oh my goodness. In Oklahoma, I think we called it fall foliage season. Like every other 49 state calls it. <laughs> I still think leaf peeping sounds fun. <laughs> it's cute, isn't it? It really I, is. I just thought of it as tourists blocking the highway season. 
Well, they go up further north from where I live, so I really don't see them. But the interstate that I use to go to work every day, I do see them coming up north when I'm going south to come home. So, yeah, it can get jammed up. And there's a ton of beautiful lakes up north, too, where people go all summer long. And then you actually have some beaches, too, don't you? Yes, we have the shortest coastline of any coastal state. We have 18 miles of shoreline. But yeah, it's an hour east of my house. I'm in south central New Hampshire, and I can get to the beach within an hour. Um, Maine has a ton of coastline, though, and they've got all these little islands. So they've got much more coastline than we do. But we have some. All right. So you're beating Vermont there, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you, I don't know if like the Northeast doesn't sell fireworks or y'all just have the best fireworks. We have the best. Okay. Why are they so amazing? (laughs) Because Massachusetts is pissed off because they can't (laughs) buy them there. So they have to come here and we have fireworks. I hate for Massachusetts. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just giving them hell. I love Massachusetts. <laughs> I used to work at Logan Airport, so I got to where I thought I was one of them for a little while. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's banned in Massachusetts, so people come up here and buy their fireworks, and they buy their liquor because it's also cheaper here. So they're just jealous. That's all. Just haters. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not untrue. No, it's very true. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> I just like the idea of them having to be jealous and crossing the line. I don't like you. Massachusetts is better, but I need to buy your stuff because it's cheaper. Well, the people who want to buy marijuana, they go down to Massachusetts. So, you know, <laughs> huh. everyone gets what they want, especially the people who live in the border towns. And then the people in Massachusetts also come up here because we don't have the sales tax. And so they'll buy their washers, their dryers, their clothes, mm-hmm. other stuff like that. I can just on the see whole, like, we're better. I can just see people. Um, I need to make a shopping road trip. We got to go get the weed in Massachusetts. And then we got to go get the dryer <laughs> in New Hampshire. So what's funny, there's a place. It's right across from the mall on the border with New Hampshire and Mass. The mall is in New Hampshire. Across the street is your recreational and medicinal marijuana store. And the address at that store is 420. <laughs> So when I'm you're sure stoned an and you don't remember anything, you just have to remember 420. Because they everyone who gets good stoned marketing when they planned that, huh? Yeah. They know those three numbers. Any stoner knows those three numbers. <laughs> oh, that was a major gonna... holiday just last month. CJ? I'm just searching for border towns looking for the one that this is in. <laughs> Oh, you want to know the name of the place? Yes. Oh, I'm super curious. Nature's Remedy. Oh, my God. They need to pay me now. They should. <laughs> or give you a discount, whichever. Or you advertise prefer. on your <laughs> podcast. But anyway, super legit. But yeah, they have a ton of marijuana places down in Massachusetts. So that's one thing that we go across the border for. But mostly they come up here because we have better stuff and cheaper stuff. And no sales tax. Right. <laughs> I found it. I told you. On the Merrimack River. 
I love that this is something Jay is looking for because he's very <laughs> anti marijuana. I'm not it anti. It's just not very, my. Th- very anti. Well, it's not everyone's thing. I get that. We're actually a donut hole here in New England. Like we don't have recreational marijuana here, but I believe all the states around us do, which is super unusual. And you're kind of like Indiana. Indiana's kind of like that too. Well, every state around it's legal. I don't know if it's every state, but I know Illinois and Michigan are. Yeah. Jay, are you still searching or are you over here now? I think he's still. I'm looking at all the stuff in the map. (laughs) Oh, there are a ton of stores down there that sell that, not just that one I told you about. I just like their address, though. I know, right? Did you look at the full address? Yeah, 420. Middlesex 420 Road. Middlesex Road. Like <laughs> you forget that stone? I like it. Sex and drugs right over the border. <laughs> we just need some rock and roll and we're good. Hey, well, we have Steven Tyler here. Is that good enough for you? Sure is. Okay. Well, he just lives at the lake an hour away from me. Okay. Well, next time you see him, ask him if he wants to go to Nature's Remedy with me. <laughs> I'm buying. Ron, How about that? Ronnie James Dio. I don't know if you guys know who that was. Dio? Ronnie James Dio. Big metalhead. Also from New Hampshire? Yeah. Huh. And is you it? know Adam Sandler is. Sarah <laughs> yeah. Silverman. Seth Myers, right? You have a lot of famous people from your tiny little state. And I don't know if you're into literature and stuff, but Robert Frost, J.D. Salinger. Okay. Lived here. Lots of creativity in New Hampshire. And then that big Olympic skier, Bodie Miller. Remember him? I do not. He's from New Hampshire. I feel like the ratio of famous people to the total population is pretty high in New Hampshire. I know. Isn't that cool? That's super cool. We have a thousand people and 800 of them are famous. Like, oh, okay. A thousand people. You 801 after tonight. <laughs> Get it right, Jay. <laughs> it, it does seem crazy, though, like looking at it on a map, like that there are states that small. Well, there's a lot going on in that again. state. Rhode Island huh? is smaller. There's a ranch in Texas. As big or bigger than the state of Rhode Island, I remember hearing. Oh, that's a pretty big I believe ranch. it. Well, everything's big down there. Except for their welcome to the state signs. I'm really mad that they're not shaped like Texas. I'm very mad about that because everything else there is. It's probably interstate laws or something. Well, our state highway signs have the New Hampshire outline and then... They have the old man of the mountain sometimes. Do you know that story? No, that was one of the next questions I had for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm psychic. You are. Psychic I'll let you ask famous. the question. <laughs> so what question would you like me to answer exactly, or you just want me to go on about it? I just want you to tell me about it. So the old man of the mountain it was this granite profile on the side of a mountain up in northern New Hampshire. You could see his nose and his chin and everything. And a few years ago, actually, I think it was 2003, a few years after I arrived, the damn thing just collapsed. Like, that's our whole emblem. Like, for no reason? It just fell apart? Well, I think erosion over time. It had been 
supported and reinforced over the years. And then I guess one day it was just too much and the whole thing fell down. And now they have this like fake tourist sign that's sort of supposed to replicate what we had, but the rock isn't there anymore. His face is gone. What if you just super glue it back up there? Yeah, we should. I mean, really, (laughs) we need a real rock. What's in its place is really not the same. It doesn't do it justice, I don't think. Now I've heard of it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find it now. It's not there anymore. That's a problem. <laughs> Listen, Jay. No, I meant like Google. No, I know. So I can see it. <laughs> Jay, it'll be on Google. About research during episodes. <laughs> hey, look, it's well known. I wing it. You're the planner. It makes it more fun. For you, maybe. I'm here to provide genuine reactions. It's more fun when I see it for the first time. Jay is the worst at Googling stuff in the middle of talking to somebody (laughs) and then being like, oh, we're not still on that subject? (laughs) Well, I think I'm the worst because I forgot to Google squirrel squirrel death, New Hampshire. That's okay. That's because you were excited. We were talking about New Hampshire and... 420 Middlesex Road. (laughs) Yeah, you guys will never forget that address. It really is the best marketing. (laughs) It really, really is. And I'm going on a road trip up to Maine, actually. So I may have to take a picture at that address. Oh, wow. You're going to be up here. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've never been to any of the northeastern states. New York is as far north as I've been that way. Well, our summers are super nice. I mean, it can get hot and humid, but it's generally not that humid. And most of the time, the weather is absolutely gorgeous and we don't get tornadoes. <laughs> that is a huge plus right there. I know, yeah. right? We should market that. How cold does it get in the winter? Very. Like my LL Bean boots have shearling inside of them. And so you need to know how to dress up here. And then winter is bearable. Like, I used to hate winter because I never had the right clothes, and I didn't realize that would make all the difference in the world. Plus, taking up a winter sport would make all the difference in the world. So I took up skiing, and then I learned over time that, you know, sometimes you just got to wear snow pants to work. Don't be shy. And I wear my L.L. Bean boots just about every day in the winter, and I'm super warm. They're as warm as Uggs. But you can't really wear Uggs here all the time because it gets slushy and snowy a lot. Um, Cold, I'd say maybe down to sometimes below zero, but not that often anymore. Last winter wasn't all that bad. I mean, we had a few days in the teens. But there have been certainly much worse winters the earlier years when I was newer here. Just just two zero right around zero doesn't sound so bad. I mean, it doesn't really stay like that. That would just be a quick cold snap. I'd say on average in the winter, it's 20s to maybe upper 30s. In the high, does, in how the long does it get in the summer? Oh, sometimes we'll get into the 90s for days on end, but not for a whole summer. I'd say mostly in the 70s and 80s, which is really comfortable, especially when you don't have the humidity. Right. So you guys, you get all four seasons then? Yes, we hog them all. That's nice. Yeah. We take all of them. 
I don't really like spring here that much because it comes so late. And sometimes it's muddy because the snow is melting. So the ground's all squishy and you're just dirty. Your boots are always dirty. And then by the time you're ready and excited for summer, that's when like your tulips start blooming. So it's a little weird. <laughs> and so you're sort of done. You're like, you know, tulip, I don't really care about you anymore because I've moved on. <laughs> I'm on to petunias now. <laughs> Poor tulips. <laughs> they it just the bulbs tease you is what they do. Like they try to come out and then the weather says, Nope, we're gonna make it cold again. <laughs> and so then they go back in the ground or they die. And then it's summer. So yeah, I'm all set with spring. Not not really a big fan of spring here, typically. <laughs> I'm just imagining like tulips pouting right now because oh, they do. the petunias are better. <laughs> and then Pouting the damn chipmunks eat them. <laughs> it's I've given up. I don't really care if I have the prettiest lawn in my neighborhood anymore. Just a bunch of like sad pouting tulips all around the yard. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm looking outside now. There's so much green. I mean, you can't look anywhere and not see a tree. Trees are good. There's like an trees. oak tree in front of me. There's like... 20 pine trees to the other side it's beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous that's something i'm sure jay you miss being in central texas right seeing trees <sighs> yes so much <laughs> i mean there are some trees here but it's not like no there's not being back in the temperate part of the country yeah we just... get plenty of rain or snow and that helps but you know we're a very forested state and people Love the outdoors, much like they do in, say, you know, Colorado, Vermont, Maine. And we want to preserve that. It makes sense. I think here they let the cows have it all and they ate it. Now it's all gone. It's just random herds of longhorns everywhere. Uh, those are gorgeous animals. They're generally fair-tempered. I have uncles who were cattle ranchers in Oklahoma. And that's there's a, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of farming, I think, is super hard work. Have a lot of is there a lot of that. farming in New Hampshire? Yeah. I mean, farming is very much encouraged and respected. It's not a law per se, but we have what's called the right to farm. So here in my neighborhood, we have bylaws, so I can't do that. But pretty much anyone else who doesn't live in a homeowner's association can have chickens and geese or whatever they want. And, you know, it's sometimes super annoying when you hear a rooster at 4 a.m., but mm. people have animals all over the place around this little town. And I can get fresh eggs from any number of people. That is super cool. I want chickens so that I can have eggs like that. <laughs> Plus, the chickens eat the ticks, and we have a huge problem with Lyme disease here. Fortunately, I haven't gotten Lyme disease, but I know a lot of people here who have, and the symptoms can last for years in some cases Dang. but because it's now warmer the ticks don't generally die off as many of them don't die off and so there are more in the more warmer months now so get more chickens yeah yeah chickens eat them it's kind of a yard full of 100 chickens and pouting a lot tulips. Of chickens in a yard Jay. well you better be a morning person <laughs> if you like chickens oh yeah no i lived next to a rooster once that he was broken and he would start crowing at like three in the morning 
Wow. I was like, your clock's broken, buddy. Your alarm's a little early. Yeah, I think I would have chickens, but no rooster. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what else do you want to know about New Hampshire? Okay, so I love this part when we talk about food. I'm such a foodie. A lot of people said that they that y'all make fluffernutters up there. Oh my god, my husband eats that just about every day for lunch. I and love yes. them, and nobody. I've never heard anybody else who knew what they were until we talked to Massachusetts. So I'm really excited that there's another state too. I don't really eat that, but what he does is he takes this marshmallow fluff, which is just like marshmallows all liquefied into a little plastic tub. And then he makes a peanut butter sandwich with it. Mm-hmm. So that's how he eats it. I don't does know what he other like people do. Grill it too and like make it all gooey, or does he just make it like a sandwich like peanut butter and jelly? No, just like peanut butter and jelly, but peanut butter and fluff is what oh. he calls it. I my mom always made it for me and she would like grill it like grilled cheese. Oh that's wow. So good. Just fluff and two pieces of toast. And right? peanut butter. Oh, you'd grill it with the peanut butter, too. Mm-hmm. It gets all gooey and delicious. Yeah, I bet that is good. That is really good. I'm so excited that other people know what fluffernutters are because people usually look at me like I'm special, which that's kind of normal. But You are. <laughs> Whatever. Fluffernutters. So are my kids, they were raised on it, too. They used to eat that for school lunch. But no, I really don't eat it myself. Okay. But I respect people who do. No wrong, no wrong answer here. Another thing that they said for food is American chop suey, and I have no idea what that is, so I hope you do. Oh, I forget. I went to a VFW one time, and I don't remember why I was there, because I haven't fought in a foreign war, but that was on the menu for lunch. Okay. So I think it's like chop suey, but maybe with tomato sauce instead of soy sauce? Would that be right? I don't know. know. It looked absolutely disgusting and I didn't eat it. (laughs) I love the honesty there. No one makes that. I don't see that in the restaurant. Okay. Just at the VFW, but I haven't been there in years. All right. So, Jay, I'm going to need you to go to New Hampshire to the VFW and let us know. How the American Chop Suey is? I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm in. (laughs) Well, I think you have to fight in a foreign war or have a friend who did. Jay's done that. So we're saying. <laughs> well, there you go. Then you have the street cred. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a few years. <laughs> You're a veteran of what war? Uh, Afghanistan five times. Oh, five times. Wow. <laughs> what was your MOS? What was your job? So I fixed Intel stuff. So... Kind of think of like IT, but uh, more windowless rooms. Oh, that sounds really depressing and safe. <laughs> so back to the food. People said pancakes. Do you do pancakes special there or does somebody just really like pancakes? I feel like you're really getting into foreign territory for me because I hate to cook. Oh, no. I had to cook for 20 years for the kids and I'm done. <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> But anyway, my husband makes awesome pancakes. He makes them from scratch and he uses real maple syrup. You cannot use Aunt Jemima up here. (laughs) Actually, I don't even think that's a brand name anymore, but you can't use fake syrup is my point. 
But yeah, pancakes are huge. Apple cider donuts are huge, and I love them. They sound um, delicious. Lobster, clam chowder, those are staples here too. Okay, what color is your clam chowder? Oh boy. Off white. So like grayish. Normal. Okay. Can't be too runny though. I would talk to what state was it? I think it might have been Rhode Island where they told me about three separate colors of clam chowder. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was very strange. I was like, excuse me, what? Like, there's clear clam chowder, which, no, I just can't get behind that. Red clam chowder and then normal clam chowder. Red. Hmm. I've been to Rhode Island. It's like a tomato base. Oh, Manhattan clam Mm -hmm. chowder, I Mm -hmm. think, is the red tomato base. Yeah. That's not done up here, no. Okay, y'all just do clam chowder normal. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm waiting for another state to be like, um, no, we have purple or some crazy color and then just really blow my mind. No, nah, well, with a salsa verde. There are purple potatoes, which are beautiful. Oh my God, I love purple potatoes. I love it when I find those in the store. But anyway, yeah, that's about it for the food. Lobsters are fairly cheap. You know, we'll make them at home. Just boil them in a pot or the grocery store will boil them for you right then and there while you're shopping that's pretty so you cool get them super fresh also do you normally bring it home live and then boil it sometimes if i'm feeling angry <laughs> <laughs> don't upset but people in new hampshire i think it's important to know how food is made and how food is grown and i think in general people in new hampshire are fairly aware of that because we have such a strong farm background and I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, bringing home the live animal you're going to eat and humanely killing it and then eating it. Just like hunting. Mm-hmm. But have respect for what you're about to eat and, you know, make sure that it's processed in a humane way. Absolutely. But Adam, my husband, did have a friend from Arizona who came out here, and I don't know, he hadn't had lobster in years. So they went to Maine, and they were there for the weekend. They said they ate like 20 lobsters in two days. That can't be healthy. That sounds like a food challenge. Yeah, well, my husband does watch those shows too, so (laughs) you're right. He probably did take a page out of that playbook. Or they just, they maybe they stopped at the weed store and that they had the munchies. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> he does his thing, I do my thing. <laughs> okay, so when we ask um, what people think the most common jobs are, they said hospitality and metal workers. Do you have a lot of metal working up there? Well, there are a few people like that. Certainly there were more a long time ago. I mean, I know of different craftsmen but no that's not a big (laughs) part of our workforce i would say it healthcare, tourism some manufacturing but not a whole lot we have remote workers here too like plenty of people who live in new hampshire but work in massachusetts so they may just work on the computer from home but you know my town especially is I'd say mostly white-collar jobs. We don't really have a lot of commerce. You have to go to the next town over. It's very rural and quintessential New England here in this little town of Amherst, which I love. 
it's quiet and no one really bothers anyone and it's safe. That's cool. I'm not a big city kind of person. I'm more of a middle of nowhere person, but I like how you just like describe it like just so cute and life, not <laughs> lifetime movie, Hallmark movie. Hallmark, right. Yeah. It really is like a Norman Rockwell painting. No, no joke. And like when it. it's snowing, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And fall is absolutely gorgeous as well. Cool. And then for the things people put for fun, they put that everybody is either like hiking, gardening, or just being nice. Yes. Is that a competition? Because those are the only three choices. Yep. (laughs) We have no people in bad moods. We have no people who drive cars. And what was the third thing? Hiking. Gardening. Hiking. Yeah. Well, I think gardening is a thing any state you live in. But yes, we're a very outdoorsy state because, again, we're very forested. So there are lots of mountain bikers, road cyclists, you know what I do, mountain climbers. I've certainly hiked and I've also climbed and rappelled down rocks. Is that super fun? Oh, yeah, it's super fun, and it sort of gets you out of your comfort zone, and you have to totally concentrate on what you're doing. And my husband, he's a volunteer firefighter in town, and he's also since learned a lot of wilderness skills and rope skills, so he knows how to do all that. Like, he taught me how to belay, and he knows how to set up the anchors and the ropes and everything. And, yeah, it's super fun. But for me, you know, winters are so long. So I had to find a winter sport. I had to find a summer sport. And yes, hiking is also fun, too, in between those two sports. Cool. I always thought, like, rappelling would be, like, fun, but I'm terrified, like, of heights. So that probably is not the best sport for me. You'll love it. It is so much fun. The rappelling part, I think, is the most fun because you're just zipping down. Like, there's no hard climbing anymore. You're coming back down. Climbing can be hard. You know, you need a lot of leg and arm strength, a good grip in your hands and strong legs because it's usually your legs that are foisting you up and up. But yeah, it's a cool sport. I'll try anything. I went across a suspension bridge in Switzerland a few years ago with my friend and I'm not usually scared of heights or anything, but oh my God, I was so scared. And there was a highway underneath it and it was a tourist thing and it was super safe. But still, when you're going across that bridge and you're looking down at the highway, your heart just sinks and you really, I don't know, I sort of was psyching myself out and I didn't think I could do it, but I just started looking ahead rather than down and just put one foot in front of the other. But I I really like challenging myself like that you know, calculated risks like that. Nothing too daring, but out of my comfort zone is super fun. You're braver than I am. I'm like shaking like a little baby. It's not even, it's not even You'd be fine. No, I'm such a baby when it comes to anything like that. Well, you know, it's not everyone's thing. Like I used to run and I can't really do that very well. Not fast. So I quit. But my daughters love it. They both run. I need to start running again. You can chase my poodle. (laughs) (laughs) Puppies have so much energy. I know. It's not fair. You just need to take him down across into Massachusetts. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Now he just he lays there with to, toy. He goes to work with me Aww. at the airport most days. Where else do I take him? I don't know. I've only had him less than a year. Aww, we haven't been out too much puppy, with him. Puppy. Yeah, he is. And he's not going to get that big. He's only 10 pounds. Aww. I think he's pretty much done growing. Oh, that's so cute. I love dogs. Yeah, they're the best, aren't they? They're better than cats. Absolutely. Cats walk on your kitchen <laughs> counters and get in your food when you're not looking. Right? They do. I, I don't guess. like that. I don't know. I've never had a cat. I'm not a big... I feel like dogs would do that, too, given the Walk on your counters? What kind of dog do you have? <laughs> a big one. This is a shepherd mix, I think, that did that. That was years ago. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> My dog can do beds, but he can't do kitchen counters. Yeah. Or you get the two paws on the counter and they're just clearing your plate. You're like, that wasn't for you. That's, that's a training issue, Jay. <laughs> so what else do you want to know about me or my state? What is something that maybe we didn't talk about that everybody should know about New Hampshire? You need to know. I don't think you need to know everything about New Hampshire. Stay out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a well-kept secret. That's how I opened up this show. <laughs> I can't well, you think about of New Hampshire. Don't. Uh, New Hampshire's awesome. It's a small state. We have a little over a million people, double the size of Vermont in terms of population. But it's nice because we have just about everything, like no sales tax, no income tax. I'm only an hour from Boston. I'm only an hour from the ocean. I'm only an hour from the mountains. I'm only an hour from the biggest lake in the state, Lake Winnipesaukee, which is absolutely gorgeous, too. So it's a very accessible area. That sounds like a very fun name to say. Winnipesaukee. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a Native American name. I don't know what it means. But, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, I grew up among a number of indigenous people, too. So I can sort of spot an indigenous name when I hear it. Mm-hmm. So when we, I think next month, we're starting voting. We have a bracket-like competition for each state. And when we, we're voting to find out which state has the coolest stereotype. Do you think New Hampshire should win? Of course we should. It's seriously a great place to live. We have a very high standard of living. And it's a beautiful place to spend outdoors as well. I like it. A lot of states are like, oh, heck no, we shouldn't win. I like the states that do and have that state pride. Well, we're proud, but I think we can back it up, too. What state, other than New Hampshire, do you think has the the best or funniest stereotype? Well, I don't know, but in New Hampshire, we like to make fun of people in Maine, which I thought was really curious because... When I grew up in Oklahoma, we made fun of people in Arkansas who made fun of people in Mississippi. (laughs) And they made fun of people in Kentucky. Yeah. Isn't that weird how they do that around the country? Yeah. Like someone always has to lose because someone else is always insecure. But again, we're a well-kept secret. We want to keep it that way. We don't want our state ruined. We like the character of the state the way it is. They should hire you for New Hampshire advertising. You're so good at it. Well, 
I know a little bit about marketing. I used to do marketing <laughs> for a solar energy company, but I think I'm a pretty good spokesperson for the state, right? You are. You made me want to go there on vacation. It'll be hard to leave. I think one day we'll retire somewhere further down south where it's a little warmer, mm -hmm. but it's going to be super hard to leave because we do have so much to offer and I'm such an outdoorsy person. So I, I know that the Northeast has some things, but this would be a little farther out. So what comes to mind and what do you think of when you think of Pennsylvania, Washington, or South Carolina? Pennsylvania, Amish people, Washington State, uh huh. apples, cherries, what was the third state? South Carolina. Palm trees, pineapples on your door. There are a lot of pineapples on Charleston South is Carolina. gorgeous. Wait, pineapples on doors in South Carolina? Like pineapple, yeah. like a welcoming sign. Yeah, kind of like a wreath. Like maybe they have a door knocker. It's a pineapple huh. or there's a pineapple above the door. I just always associated pineapples with like Hawaii. Learning so yeah, much. But there it's more <laughs> just a hospitality symbol. Were those the right answers? There are no right answers. There, we're just, we ask sometimes like the states we have coming up. So originally we had at the beginning of the podcast, we had people, a bunch of people listing like what they think of for that state. And then we couldn't really get people to tell us anymore, like in audio. So we've been asking our guests for the states we have coming up so we can get that back up there. Oh, and then you'll ask them mm -hmm. what people like me said. <laughs> yeah, something Got like it. that. So it's super fun, though. I love talking to people about what they think of when they think of states and especially when we talk about like places we've lived before. So people talk about Texas, which everybody has an opinion with Texas and Hawaii. The amount of people that think that they live in tiki huts and wear grass skirts was hilarious to me. Mm. Yeah, people used to ask if I knew Indians in Oklahoma, if they live in teepees. And if cowboys were running around on horses, I mean, that's what some people still think, I guess. I mean, I've been gone 20 years from there, but Yeah, when we crazy. talked to Oklahoma, that is what people thought. They also thought there were no roads in Oklahoma. Yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, no please, roads. people. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma still we in We have an uh, interstate system. <laughs> right? Route 66 runs through Oklahoma. I know, that's pretty impressive, not having roads. <laughs> it just runs the state line. Well, it is one of the newest states, so there is that. And then I have one final question for you. It has <laughs> nothing to do with New Hampshire, but when you eat an Oreo, are you a twister, a dunker, or do you just take like a bite out of it? Sometimes I take a bite, but usually I'll just like pull it apart and I'll eat the one side that has no frosting on it. Or cream filling, I guess it's called. Mm -hmm. And then I'll eat the other side. So it's sort of boring, but that's what I do. I'm a twister, too, and I eat the plain side first as well. Oh, that's called twisting. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's me. 
I eat them just whole. I just take a bite out of them like a sandwich, and apparently that makes me crazy. It's like a psychopath. That's what I tell him. That's why we ask everybody this. I was like, Jay, no one does that. There are personality tests for things like that. Oh, right. I think it's for ice cream, though, right? I don't know. I read something. Hopefully, once. mine just means efficient. No, Jay, it means you're a psychopath. <laughs> oh, I love Oreo science time. This is Christina Zlotnick, and I answer Coey's questions. Thanks for hanging out with us and talking about New Hampshire today. It was great having you on here. Uh, be sure to stay tuned when voting starts and vote for New Hampshire to be one of the three states to represent the Northeast in the search for the state with the coolest stereotype in America. You're up against Maine first. That's Massachusetts. Oh, wrong MA. <laughs> Wait. I th- no, Maine's MN. Oh, my goodness. No, that's Minnesota. Maine is ME. You're so smart, Courtney. Uh, so, yeah, so you're I up think against Jay got a GED. Ah. And you got a diploma after high school. Man. Right, Courtney? Something like that. Hashtag defend Jay. We can't find the answer to the state with the coolest stereotype in America without y'all. Come join the search at coesquestions.com slash my states better. There are lots of ways to join the search. Tell us what you think. Be part of the intros, represent your state, vote, and share it with friends. Do one of them or do them all, but we are finding this answer together. <laughs>